0: that generosity, I mean, it was pretty neat. Even just at our firm, we saw record giving from our clients over double what was given in 2019. Now we certainly added new clients. So it's, you know, all numbers can be skewed, but it was, it was a clearly different year and being able to say, wow, like this is really cool to see the generous heart of God moving through his people.
1: This is a podcast that tells stories about what God is doing right now in the world. We focus on what is happening with, in, or through Christians. The Bible says in Psalm 107, verses 1 and 2 Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. I'm your host, Emma Moore. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Seeing God. We are so glad to have you with us today. My guest is Lamar King, who is going to tell us about how he has been seeing God in the area of personal finance. He also happens to be my brother-in-law. He and my sister Grace have been married for almost 15 years now. Is that right, Lamar?
0: That's right. You nailed it.
1: Nice. And they have four kids who we get to see a lot, which is so fun. Lamar is the Vice President of Relationship Development and also a financial advisor at Bear Wealth Advisors, which is a financial planning and investment management group. They actually focus specifically on advising clients to intentionally manage wealth in alignment with their God-given purposes. So they base their financial planning services around God-given principles for wealth management. So Lamar, we are so glad to have you. Thank you for being with us.
0: Yeah, it's my honor. Glad to be here.
1: I am really looking forward to hearing how you're seeing God in the area of finances. First, can you give us a bit of an overview of what this past year or recent months have looked like in the area of personal finances from uh, the experience that you've had
0: with it? Sure. Yeah. And I think there's definitely different experiences in this area of personal finance kind of all over the nation and certainly beyond that in the world everyone probably has a different story every every listener probably has a unique story or something they could share from a financial perspective of this last year i mean it was a year uh that had a lot of ups and downs when you think of finances and in, in particular the stock market just as a as a initial comment uh, from january to march it dropped almost 30%, around 30%, depending on which market you're talking about and caused a lot of fear just to kind of start the year, just along with the pandemic and everything that kind of came along with that. And so people were were in a place of fear, um, not just with the pandemic, but with their personal finances and, and not sure what they should do with their investments. Certainly, the pandemic had a different impact on on a lot of people. So business owners... Depending on what industry they were in, some were, were really hurt and really struggled this year and are continuing to struggle to this point, uh, while others had the best year they've ever had. So some, some companies, depending on the industry, uh, really saw success this last year and in March were probably at a point of fear. So yeah, certainly in the, in the area of finance, there's, there's just a lot of different stories. Some people lost their jobs, some people went on unemployment, some people had to liquidate savings to survive. Other people were able to keep their jobs and they got extra money that showed up via stimulus checks or government grants. And um, so it it was really a unique year in a lot of ways, um, but certainly in the area of finance. Um, And even within that, there were different opportunities, I would say, for people to use their finances in different ways. You know, The government uh, here in the U.S. at least changed some giving laws that allowed people to give more to end charities than what they've been able to deduct historically. So that was something that was new that provided a pretty cool opportunity. Certainly interest rates have been at historic lows at different points throughout this year. So people that had debt had opportunities to kind of realign or readjust their debt positions. And then I think just in general, finances, a lot of times they can come with fear. There comes a burden with finances at times, whether not having enough or maybe having too much and not knowing what to do with it. Um, And then you take a year with Adding unknowns, you know, beyond that area, and it it causes people to think. I would say even differently about their finances. So, I guess an overview would be kind of a mixed bag, um, and probably everyone's experience was completely different. Some people had the best year they've ever had. Other people really struggled and continue to struggle. And then there's you know a lot of people in the in between. There was yeah a lot of different experiences when it came to to finances this year. I would say.
1: Yeah. So it sounds like a lot of. Upheaval and a lot of strong emotions (laughs) involved for everyone, but then the outcomes looked different for various people in ways that nobody could have really predicted.
0: No, and that's I heard that story over and over and over again last year, and even as we've met with clients here at the beginning of this year and asked them about the last year uh, and what it was like, and anyone that had. Was a business owner, or was maybe had a job in an industry where there was, you know, closings of the business um, via the ownership or via the government. Um, maybe there were situations where people just just didn't know what was going to happen and saw God provide in a lot of different ways, uh, whether through through a really hard time or through extra blessings that were completely unexpected, especially with how the year started.
1: Yeah. So that leads us into my next question, which is broad, but really what we (laughs) want to get at in the podcast, which is how have you been seeing God in the midst of these really different circumstances?
0: One of the things that we kind of always go back to as a firm and always talk about one of our core values is stewardship and just thinking about the truth of Psalm 24, 1, which says something like the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who dwell in it. So a lot of times we can think our finances are our own or that we somehow are the master of them. And certainly we are the steward of them, but we are stewarding them for, for someone else. And so asking him to move in our finances and talking about that with our clients uh, is really important to us as we kind of go about financial planning and thinking about the use of monies. And so I would say, you know, we've, we've seen God move. I've seen God move sometimes in obvious ways, other ways, you know, he's working and moving and I don't recognize it yet, but I'll probably see it (laughs) as I look back on this year, maybe later this year or five years from now, or maybe I won't see it, you know, but Jesus says in John five, you know, my father's always at work to this very day. Um, So we, we know he's working, even if sometimes we don't see it, but some of the areas that I would say that, seemed obvious, I guess, would be prayerful dependence on God, Uh, really seeing individuals, also advisors across advisory firms, just praying together and prayerfully asking the Lord what he would have for us in a year like this year, where we're guiding people through conversations of fear and generosity decisions. And what should I do? Should I liquidate my funds or should I continue to keep them where they're at? So I would say you know, one of the things that crisis always does or can do or should do in our lives is, is continue to draw us unto him. And so that prayerful dependence on God was something that I saw grow in conversations, both in the amount of time we prayed with clients in meetings, but also hearing stories of them spending more time considering their finances in prayer before the Lord, which is really cool. And that's what he wants us to do because it's all his anyway. You know, one of those other areas would certainly be generosity. You know, whether that's to charities or to friends or family that people knew were struggling providing for those in need. You know, there were stories in the news of those kind of things, but certainly those with clients as well. Thinking about people seeking counsel, it's not always easy to say that. I, I don't know if I would have identified that as seeing God in the past, but it's certainly something he implores us to do as you spend time in the proverbs or look through uh solomon's wisdom or in other areas you know there is there is wisdom in seeking the counsel of others there is safety in seeking the counsel of others the proverbs say so i would say this year because of all the fear the uncertainty in the financial markets and with some people's finances we saw we certainly saw an increase in people seeking counsel and trying to work together kind of to solve problems and I don't know. It's kind of a weird way of saying I saw God work. Um, but one of those areas, there were there were definitely different examples of uh, people that I knew this year that lost loved ones. And that's, that's not ever easy to do, no matter who the person is or how close or whether it's expected or not. But those that are left behind, you know, there were a couple scenarios and situations where even though emotionally it was really hard, and physically they will be missed. When it comes to the financial side, there were some blessings that were received uh, via inheritance from spouses or grandparents or parents in ways that provided for needs and increased generosity. And depending on the timing of that inheritance, this last year, you know, I, I saw I saw the Lord increase and and bless um, those things that were received. That that turned around to be a real big blessing uh, in a hard time, in the midst of challenge, uh, for those individuals and for those families. So, those would be some of the some of the like initial things that I would think about when it comes to this past year and financial circumstances and and God's hand moving in in areas of, of blessing. You know, He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider, and so when we see provision or when we see maybe increase that is received in a you know, in a moral way, not increase that's earned by uh, sinful means, but increase that comes through sowing seeds slowly or little by little. Uh, the Proverbs talks about that being the way to do it, not not seeking the quick gain, uh, but sowing little by little and um, seeing that be a blessing in people's lives this year. Hmm.
1: That's cool. Yeah. It sounds like you're seeing some of the the fruit come at unexpected times of those faithful actions over time. Yes. And it's cool to hear you talk about people seeking counsel on the one hand as being God moving, but then also the people giving counsel, seeking God's wisdom mm, sure. as also God moving. That's so cool. I think one of the things that has come out in this podcast throughout the episodes here and there is that God desires us to to act in wisdom, as you said, and that He has such good advice for us to give us abundant life and to provide for us in so many ways, um, whether that's material or spiritual or any variety of those things.
0: Yeah. I mean, He uh, silence is not His goal or desire. You know, if we if we draw near to him, I think it is in James as we draw near to him, he will draw near to us, and that's he's after our hearts, you know, like he wants us to be lifting him up in praise and be worshiping and and thinking about this stewardship speaking of finances that you know recognizing that hey god you these are your things this is this is your time you've given me these are your talents, this is your treasure uh, what would you have me to do with it
1: yeah. So I want to I ask you in just a second about whether or not there are any examples that you can share. You've shared some examples, but if there are more examples you can share of, of stories you've seen where you've been like, wow, that is so cool. But before then, I just wanted to touch on another point of, of difficulty really that, that I know some people have had, which is one of the things that you've mentioned so far is that some people have done really, really well. Honestly, as a result of COVID, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, sure.
1: You know, not that they would have chosen that necessarily, but um, they have done quite well, and others have done have had a much harder time financially, and that can be discouraging for anybody. And I think as Christians, it can be discouraging because God cares so much about the poor we see that so often in scripture we actually just read a little bit in Psalm 107 right before we started this interview and it mentions his concern and his care and provision for the poor and so when we're seeing some growing inequality in the country that can be discouraging as christians and it can feel a little bit like god's not caring in certain areas or we wish that his people were doing more so obviously you don't have all the answers for that uh, no. but <laughs> but i'm curious about what your your take on on that perspective would be or your you know, how how you grapple with that
0: yeah uh, that's definitely hard to reconcile i think in our in our minds in my mind that's hard to reconcile and it's even hard for me to to even know how to comment on it because i'm not currently struggling you know i've had hardships in life and times in life where things were just not going well at all. And sometimes those that felt they (laughs) knew what they were talking about and they weren't going through hard times, it wasn't real easy to accept that word. But I do do recognize and have have appreciated a couple different studies throughout the year because it has been a hard year in a lot of different ways for people, even if not financially. Um, But one of the things that I think about is, I think I mentioned a little bit of it earlier, but you know, crisis always disproportionately impacts the most vulnerable. So whether it is someone that's living paycheck to paycheck and their car breaks down and needs a thousand dollars, or whether it is uh, a crisis like a pandemic that someone loses their job or is really struggling, a crisis tends to be a time when those that are most vulnerable are impacted. And oftentimes those that are rich or are opportunistic with their cash while being rich tend to get richer when things are struggling. They buy up the properties when they go down. They buy up the stocks when they are cheaper and take advantage of those opportunities to increase their wealth or position where they are at. And I, those are those are hard things to reconcile. Um, but I would say some of the things that come to mind as I studied Job back before Christmas, I, I, in my devotional time, walked through and kind of plotted through Job in November and December. And one of the things that just continued to resonate was, should I accept only blessing from the Lord and recognizing that oftentimes the really hard things are actually the exact things that are best for us. So the rich getting richer isn't necessarily Best for them. (laughs) That's not necessarily great for their relationship with the Lord. It might be, but it might not be. Uh, It's certainly hard for for the rich. And I would say, you know, compared to the world, if you're comparing people, I would be in that position. I am rich. It's hard for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Um, Certainly, you cannot love both God and money at the same time. So, what does that look like? How do we not get distracted by the things of this world? But I think about it, uh, even as a as a parent maybe the looks that I get from my kids when I'm about to discipline them or tell them to finish their vegetables or, um, you know, maybe I need to take something good away from them or something they're enjoying so that they actually notice their sibling crying beside them on the couch and that they need help or that they're, you know, to help their hearts not be attached to those good things. Uh, whatever they might be in that moment. And, and that's a small example as to maybe how it's working with, with God and us, but. I think you know he's always at work and even in the hard things Uh, I heard a a leader of a microfinance organization in the Dominican Republic just on a podcast or on a video just sharing about the pandemic and how it's really hurt um, certainly their businesses 90% of their businesses were shut down because they had to shut down for a period of time so they had to take a period where they didn't require loan payments and they gave forgiveness and all those things. And she was just, she was just sharing with a smile on her face about the dependence that it caused on the Lord in that time with them and with their clients. But one of the quotes that she had that I wrote down was, we understand that God calls us not to be successful in the world standards, but just to be faithful. Whoo. Gonna have me crying.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, you know, I, it's, I think it's hard for our minds. Even as I read uh, in Mark Mark nine this morning, I'm now plotting through Mark in my uh, in my times in the Word in the morning. And in, in Mark nine this morning, it was kind of the who is the greatest, and the disciples arguing with each other, and you know, they didn't they didn't get it. Like oftentimes, we just we don't we don't think the way God thinks. It's hard for us to see how something hard would be actually the best thing or how losing something would be the best thing. But like as Job said, Lord, you give and take away, but blessed be your name. And it's it's hard to reconcile those things. They can't diminish those things. Uh, But God is at work and he wants our hearts. And oftentimes uh, it takes a crisis or it takes a hard time for us to cry out or for us to draw near. To him in prayer so sometimes his work is that 400 years in Egypt getting those Israelites to trust him uh, a little bit more or the thorn in the flesh for Paul or the shipwreck or whatever you want to call it it's all through scripture um, the hard times that drew uh, hearts that were distracted on the things of this world and got got them or gets us to lift our eyes up and and see him for who he is and to trust you know him alone and whatever's going on in our lives so I don't have the answers. And that's, I think that's, you know, those that I've seen that walk with the Lord over a long period of time and you see their sweet countenance and their kind heart and their gentle heart. Like, crisis doesn't shake those 80 year olds or those 70 year olds that you talk to because I feel like, after you do life and the longer you do life and you see the ups and the downs and if we anchor ourselves in God's goodness and his sovereignty and that our father is always at work to this very day even if we don't feel that emotion or see that or experience it at the time you know over time i think as we surrender deny ourselves daily pick up our cross and follow you know he he teaches that to us he gets he gives us glimpses of how he could be doing Uh, and working and doing amazing things, even even in the really hard things that don't make sense to us.
1: It sounds like one of the ways that you are seeing God at work, even in the midst of these really obvious exacerbations of some of the old questions (laughs) about suffering, is that you are seeing clearly the peace that God gives His people as they learn to trust Him. Also, I'm curious, so there are two two things that I'm curious if you have some examples of. And one is, you talked about how our thoughts are not God's thoughts. You know, we don't yeah. think the same way that He does. Yeah. And so, I was curious if there are examples of things you've seen over the past year of people maybe thinking a little bit more the way God thinks and it being a little bit surprising to you like, oh, wait, <laughs> that's not the way we would naturally think. You're approaching this a little bit differently. And then the other one was people coming maybe to trust God a little bit more, to surrender a little bit more to Him, to place their their confidence in Him and that sort of changing their behaviors, um, even in, in their finances.
0: So the first one, I would say, one thing that comes to mind, a story that comes to mind that was actually recently that would kind of go against our natural uh, response in a time like this was uh, a couple that, you know, they're both both business owners, actually. Um, And at the beginning of last year, before the pandemic started, just before um, kind of the virus came to America and there started to be shutdowns of business and such, they committed to support a new missionary as a couple. And uh, they were really excited about it. The Lord had clearly drawn them to do that. It was a you know, sizable amount. And a few weeks later, the pandemic comes. They're both business owners. And it's like, um, okay, are we, are we really going to do this? Uh, we, we clearly thought this is what we should do. Or should we wait a little bit to kind of see how things play out? And they both decided that, which would go against, you know, human wisdom in a time of unknown (laughs) to send more money out the door (laughs) and follow through on a commitment that I don't even know if the the receiving end knew of the commitment. So they probably wouldn't have had to follow through with it, but they followed through with it. uh, And within four days of writing the check, You could quote and unquote the word random, but they received calls from other people that they were used to doing business with and enough products or things were sold to basically just about reach the amount that they had sent out four days earlier. And so even just a gentle confirmation from the Lord that would have gone against typical human wisdom that would maybe add pause to, "Ah, you know what, like they don't need it right now. You could probably wait a little bit or all the excuses that our own minds would come up with. Um, And they they walk forward and the God who owns cattle on a thousand hills said, "Okay, that's awesome. Let me let me bless you. And he wouldn't have had to do that. You know, they would have still been a faithful move of them. And uh, it still would have been the right decision of them before the Lord. But pretty cool uh, how that played out. One of the other stories would be um, during this last year, we actually came together. I think there were 12 other financial advisory firms uh, in our area. So the world would see us as competitors, uh, most certainly, because you know, we're going after the same type of clientele. Um, but we came together for a cause. We had someone come speak. Uh, actually, Peter Greer came and spoke about his book called Rooting for Rivals, and talking about how could we collaborate around generosity and make a difference together in an area for like our community around a cause or around you know, increasing impact in a specific area. Um, so that was, that was a pretty neat experience uh, over the summer, I think it was, uh, of this last year, where a bunch of different advisors came together to, to have those discussions, even as competitors, of how could we work together. Sharing tactics in the trade that have been helpful and blessing our clients and uh, making improvements on things. So even just a move of collaboration in that regard, all believers getting together and talking through that was really cool.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: I think your second question was maybe around trust or people. Yeah, being moved.
1: It was very similar to the first one, really. But yeah, being people being moved to towards trusting God a little bit more than they had previously.
0: Yeah. And we would say, I forget who the quote's actually from, but talking just about generosity in general and how uh, when we give to other people or when we give to charities, when we are generous with our monies, I'm just talking money here, I guess, in specifics, as we give, it releases the power that money has over us. Because we are not trying to control (laughs) everything that is in our hands. So, um, you know, some of those areas of even just seeing generosity this last year, which grows trust, which releases control that we might be trying to have. And it's saying, God, I'm going to trust you because I am. I'm giving some of this away that otherwise I probably could keep or should keep to accomplish other things that are going on or to pay down debt or to provide for my kids education or or whatever those things might be. But that generosity, I mean, it was pretty neat. Even just at our firm, we saw record giving from our clients over double what was given in 2019. Now we certainly added new clients. So it's, you know, all numbers can be skewed, but it was, it was a clearly different year and being able to say, wow, like this is really cool to see the generous heart of God moving through his people. Um, And one of those maybe small or specific stories would be a family that we knew that sold a home. Certainly the real estate market here locally in southeastern Pennsylvania has been extremely strong. They got more than what they thought they would get. And they also knew Uh, some friends that were having a hard time. And I don't know their specifics or what was going on, but they had friends that were struggling because of the pandemic and what it had done to their finances. So they just decided since their house sold for more than what they thought that they would take that excess and bless these friends with a cash gift. And and pretty crazy, little did they know that was the exact day that their mortgage payment was due. And they didn't know where that money was going to come from to be able to make their mortgage payment that day. So even just cool little stories like that, it's, it might sound little, but it was a, it was a move, move of faith. It was something that was done. It would have been easy to keep that money for themselves, but they, they saw a need and they met that need. And I would say as we've met with pastors and I've heard from other churches, even locally as churches went to, you know, online and went maybe more services and less people and less people might be attending in person as they started meeting together. But a lot of churches that I've talked to and the, the pastors or elders that I've talked to, seeing giving not drop at all and that continue and, and in some cases actually increase. So it's it's clear that, I would say it's clear from my experience anyway, seeing God moving in the heart of his children to be moved to compassion and to, to release the power that money has on them. And, and as extra monies come in or as they have more than they need and things haven't been hard for them, to see their willingness and desire to give above and beyond uh, has been really, really encouraging to see this year and to hear the stories of of what God's doing in lives.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. And it, you know, on the one hand, it demonstrates the faith that God is growing in His people for them to say, you know, we trust you as our provider, and so we're free to give. And then on the other hand, it also displays how His character is on display in them because we know that he is so generous and that he gives grace upon grace to us and just continually gives and gives and gives again. You know, before we wrap up, are there, is there anything else that you feel like you know, we might not have touched on with these questions, but any characteristics of God that you have really just seen so clearly in the past year or not necessarily the past year, we're talking about the past year because COVID has starts. been such a yeah. such a crazy <clears throat> thing and um, such a kind of distinct period, but it could be more than that. But yeah, any characteristics of God that you think you know, you'd love to mention or, or make sure that you give him a little... Well, glory for. <laughs> Amen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess three things that uh, just as you were asking that question, which probably means I'm not a good listener because I was thinking of my answer in the middle <laughs> of you asking me the question. Um, you know, the first thing would be his faithfulness. You know, he clearly says, we will reap what we sow. And that goes to a lot of different areas of life, both good and bad. But he, he is faithful and to see. His work in his children's lives to provide exactly what is needed when it is needed. You know, uh, look at the lilies of the valley and how they are clothed. Look at the sparrows of the field. They're flying around. They don't drop without me knowing. They're fed every day. He is faithful. And so, in the really good times financially and the really bad times financially, he, he continues to provide um, and he continues to. Be faithful to His word. To sometimes provide a reward that's even financial during this lifetime. Other times, there's a rewards that we experience as or treasures that we might receive uh, or receive in eternity. But uh, sometimes those are seen, like the one example that I gave within four days. Um, and so, uh, just his faithfulness and uh, another attribute I, that came to mind quickly was, was his kindness. I mean, he really is. Uh, he's just kind. We don't do kindness well all the time, even when we think we're doing it well. But his his kindness might look different to us at times. It it might not feel uh, like kindness, but he is he's doing the kind thing to us, and he wants us to draw near to him. He wants us to come to him and to depend on him. And finances tends to be one of those areas that we kind of leave him out of and just kind of have our budget or do our thing or do things the way our parents did it or buy the things that my friends are buying or whatever and uh, give 10% because of uh, you know the principle of tithing from the Old Testament or some of it's carried over to the new. And we just assume that that's the number we're supposed to give or whatever and not actually prayerfully considering that that could be completely different. Uh, he might be calling us to a, a completely different number as we think about generosity. So, so those are just a few things I guess that came quickly to mind in the middle of you asking the question. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah those are great it is so fun to talk to you about this normally when we get to talk it's not in any kind of focused way <laughs> there there are usually lots of very young people running around
0: mm-hmm, yeah um, that's right how about that <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's so cool to hear, to hear your thoughts on this and to hear your insight from a financial perspective, but really it's just encouraging to me personally to hear how God is at work in the area of finances. Like you said, we often, obviously the world does not tend to see God at work in finances, but even us who who follow God or who seek to follow him, um, we can have a hard time understanding how he interacts with our money, our money. We see it as our money. Uh, exactly. I even said it right there, but yeah, how he interacts with money and how he wants us to interact with him about it. So it's really cool to hear how you've been approaching it and how um, the other financial advisors you've been working with have been approaching it and how individuals also have. So thank you so much for sharing that with us.
0: Sure thing. Thanks for the invite. It's been been a blessing to share and definitely praise the Lord for the works that he's doing, even ones that uh, I missed. He's, he is continuing to work and doing amazing things in and around and through us if we just take a pause and be willing to ask for us to be able to see where he's working and have us join him in that to have the courage to do that.
1: 107, verse 43 says about stories like this, Those who are wise will take all this to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. If you have a story you'd like to share, or you know of someone who does, please go to our website at www.seeinggodpodcast.wordpress.com and click on Submit a Story. God is doing things all over in all of His people, and we want to know about as many stories as possible. So please do go to the website and submit a story. Also, we would love to hear your thoughts on this episode or the podcast in general. You can tweet us at Godseeing or comment on our Instagram or Facebook pages at Seeing God Podcast. You can also email us at seeinggodpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Emma Moore. Our interviewer is Jan Gebert, and our show music is Siberia by Dmitry Lukyanov. Thanks for listening to this episode of Seeing God.